He is a trombone player from New Mexico and has played music all his life and participates in several musical groups. His YouTube channel is filled with numerous fun and entertaining videos. Neil Weinberg is next on OTP. And welcome to the podium, Neil. How you doing? Uh, thank you, Mark. I'm doing pretty good today. <laughs> Very good. Well, let's get right into it and talk about um, what instrument did you start your journey with music on and how did you get into music when way back in the day? Um, well, I always wanted to play the trombone. And uh, I think that's because it's uh, the, the funny instrument. Uh, <laughs> it's the instruments that clowns play in a, in a circus. And, uh, you know, kids, if you're playing trombone around kids, um, and by that I mean little boys, they always want to reach out and grab the slide. And, right. you know, there's the other instruments just aren't fun like that. So, well, it was on Three Stooges, too. Do you remember those days? Yes, right. <laughs> At least well, I think Curly had the trombone. On that. <laughs> so um, in elementary school, uh, they, in fourth grade, I was nine years old. Uh, and bear in mind, this is... Uh, back when Fidel Castro had just come to power and uh, <laughs> Hawaii became the 50th state. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I was interested in playing trombone. My older brother, who was musically inclined, uh, declared that I was too small to play, to be able to get the slide all the way out. Oh, wow. um, but my brother also happened to be an alto sax player, so uh, you, you can't trust his opinion, right? He played the right instrument, Neil. <laughs> so a woman named Mrs. Vanderslice was the itinerant music teacher. Oh, wow. Um, and she tested all the students who were interested in band to see which ones they were more suited to. Mm. And she pegged me as a trombone player. Um, okay. She... She taught me to tie a string around my little finger on the hand that moves the slide. Uh, and then that way I was able to reach seventh position, which is the farthest one out. And I used that string and for a, a year or so until I was, my arm was long enough to, to reach it on my own. Wow. Holy. Now you, you said you were in school what made you at nine years old? Did you have music in the house at home and your brother played sax? So, yeah, were yeah that, there, was, there was music in the, in the home. Um, I have two older brothers and they both played. Um, mm -hmm. and one went on to, to uh, continue to play sax and was in uh, the, the Navy, the U S Navy music program. Oh, wow. Um, wow. So I was, I felt like as the, as the baby brother, that there was a, just a natural progression that mm -hmm. uh, at some point I would be able to start playing an instrument. And uh, it, it was fortunate that the schools had a good, or at least had a music program that offered me that opportunity to start. Right, right. Now, did you continue in band throughout high school and... Uh, yes, I continued in band uh, through high school. Um, 
college, um, there was only a little band in college, but I, I played uh, for another couple of years in, in college. Uh, mm. And then uh, kind of dropped out of it in my you know, early 20s. So I was sure. busy trying to get a, pro a profession career going. And yeah. um, the instruments fell by the wayside. And I, right. so I dropped out for seven or eight years. See, now that has been my experience in talking to people that life gets in the way. And it sort of was a motivation for me to start this podcast because I, I, it's, I think it's a normal progression where life gets in the way, and, but we navigate back to it. And what is it, what is it about your instrument, the sound, music itself, of course, that brought you back to do it again? Um, well, after not playing for, for several years, eight or nine, mm -hmm. um, at that time I was self-employed and I was, uh, working alone a lot and I was looking for some sort of new recreation. So I'm going, Hmm, <laughs> you know, what, what would get me out of the house and be creative and, uh, might have a social aspect to it. Right. Um, and it just like Bing, Oh, okay. Uh, start playing trombone again. Uh, find a band to play with and, and get out there. Yeah, yeah. Now, you mentioned the word creative, and you definitely have an element of that in your, in your DNA. Um, you've been doing, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but this might be a nice time to do it. You've, you've been doing some YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Of um, well, can you explain that for us? Well, yeah, this is something that started during the COVID pandemic, and um, you know we were essentially locked down in our in our homes, and uh, the band programs that I was participating in were were all suspended um, because you couldn't be uh, around people, and especially not blowing. Um, water droplets through the end of a brass instrument right yeah i have a grandnephew uh who's a a very accomplished uh, guitar player and trumpet player uh, and music student and i had seen a couple of uh videos that he put up on youtube where it was multiple versions of himself uh playing together right and i thought that they were really cool well done uh, so I contacted him and I asked him what uh, program he was using to do that. Um, and right. uh, at the time, it was a um, an, a phone app uh, called Acapella. Right. And so th just using my iPhone and uh, experimenting around, I was able to take some of the um, quintet songs that I have from my own music group uh, and uh, add layers of myself playing the same song at the same time in different parts to create these videos. And well, yeah, let's take a listen to one. Can you set this one up a little bit for us? Uh, okay, this is, this is a um, Billy Preston song called Nothing From Nothing. Okay. And maybe it's called nothing from nothing leaves <laughs> nothing. I don't, but yeah. anyway, 
uh, it, it, it's mostly a piano tune, so it's got a, it's very noty, and uh, right. uh, I had to really work the timing on this one carefully. So, for our listeners um, that that are listening, what we see right now are uh, multi um, frames of you, right, Neil? Yes. And I and you're in doing this in harmony. That's right. Okay, That's right. Play, I'm playing uh, five different parts together. Okay, let's take a listen here. Let's see. And how long did it take you to do that? Well, I had to um, rearrange parts uh, so that it I was capable of playing each each of the parts. Mm -hmm. um, so there was some arranging involved up up front, um, and then uh, when I, once I started the recording process, I I think over a period of a few days, it probably took. I don't know, six or eight hours at least of recording time. Um, right. and, then a, and then a lot more editing time in Da, da Vinci Resolve, which uh, you told me about. Uh -huh. um, and, it, and it's really enjoyable to just sort of you know, precisely put the parts together. Um, sure. But uh, the timing's got to be perfect when you're doing the recording or it doesn't work. <laughs> So that that takes me back to um, the music aspect of it, that to go through all of that intricate um, editing and putting all that together, you must love music. It's in your DNA. It's obviously in your family. Talk to those um, listeners right now that maybe they've wanted to play, especially older seniors, um, mm -hmm. that have a fear, um, maybe just hesitating about uh, whether or not they should, uh, you know, go ahead and um, dive into this after not playing for a while or maybe not even playing? Well, I, I would definitely encourage anyone who maybe used to play, start with that. Yeah. Um, everybody's got a story about that. They'll say, well, I used to play trombone and middle school and uh yeah i i haven't played since then so you know they'll have you, you fill in the number of years but you know right. it's 26 <laughs> years they haven't played in 49 years right um so if you did once play uh i think first of all i would encourage you that um it'll come back to you uh like riding a bike right um and then uh, you know, you might be an older person who's uh, not as mobile as you once were, and there's a there's quite a few things that you used to do when you were young that are difficult to do when you're older. And 
to sit in a, in with a band like the New Horizons band, where, where it's a, a lot like the setting of a high school or a middle school band. Yeah. Uh, there you are. You're you're doing something that you did as a as a teenager. Right. Um, right. And you know it's not exactly the same, of course, but it's reliving something you did in your youth. Yeah. Yeah. What type of music do you like playing and listening to? Um. Well, my favorite all my favorite genre of music is Motown because that was just my that was my coming of age music. Yeah. Right. Uh. You know, dance parties in the recreation room at friends. Um, I have uh, uh, my own group uh, called Ambush Brass, which is primarily a, a trombone group. Um, we play, we really uh, play anything that resonates uh, well in a, in a group of trombones or lower brass instruments. Right. Um, so, that includes uh, Renaissance choral music, um, other classical pieces, ragtime, mm. swing, uh, rock oldies, marches, show tunes. Oh, cool. It runs the whole gamut, and you know, a, a lot of it is driven by what source I can find sources for. Because right. I'm not a I'm not a music writer. I'm an arranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the the lower lower brass, the the lower voices in Yeah. <laughs> Cuz um you know uh I I play sax, we're in the double reed area, middle voices, but you know that lower brass, tuba, bass, the trombone, you have to have that lower brass uh to make it all work. And um, would there be another instrument that you would go to or like to learn, or you just found it and stuck with that trombone? Well, I've yeah, yeah, I I <laughs> stuck with trombone, and I I also play euphonium, which is sort of sure. a yeah. brother or sister instrument to the trombone. It's the same range, right. same mouthpiece size, so it's easy to switch back and forth, um, or especially to go from playing the slide to two valves because uh the valve using valves is actually a lot simpler right um i um i've wrestled with this because uh i've there's times when i've thought it would be fun to switch to something entirely different like mm -hmm. violin or cello yeah <laughs> and and really challenge myself that way sure um but as as the years go by and I think about maybe doing that, I get more arthritis in my fingers and <laughs> <laughs> I uh, start to doubt whether I would be able to do that. And I, I probably shouldn't have that as a hurdle, but that's, that's how I see it at this point. But one of the nice, another additional nice thing about the trombone is that you're, uh, it's sort of just gross motor movement of the right yeah. hand for the slide in and out. So if your fingers aren't working quite right, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, two, two things I want to add on that, though. Um, that kind of uh, thinking that you have, and I have to admit myself, too, with violin, I've had that feeling with guitar. I've always wanted to try to, you know, pick up the guitar and, and give it a try. 
and I did at one point, but life got in the way. But I, I think that's what others that may be listening to this podcast may feel about music in general. I have a buddy of mine here in New Mexico that he bought a piano and he just started to play a little bit, but then, you know, let it go. But there is a, a an element of commitment. And then it makes it even difficult if you have you get older and you have this physical barrier in front, like you said, with arthritis. Yes, and things there like can that. be some physical barriers. Yeah. Right, yeah. Now, with the um, uh, gross motor skills you were talking about with the trombone, but I tell you, Neil, you you've got to have, as you know, that ear for for the trombone. Talk a little bit about that. Well, um, yeah, the trombone is 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 different from all of the other wind instruments. Uh, you don't just have a button to press or a key <laughs> or a valve uh, mm -hmm. to get the at least the beginning of the correctly tuned note. Um, mm -hmm. It's more like a violin in that there's a continuum of of tuning up and down the slide that you can take advantage of so right. um you, you can just as easily get it wrong as get it right and that's you, you have to be able to hear whether you're playing in tune right and i've so far um even though my hearing um in conversation and other activities is not what it once was right. uh the my ability to Lay in tune, I think, still is still present. So right, right. I'm happy that's that's one of the things <laughs> I haven't lost as I've grown older. Right, right. Well, that leads to the motto of the New Horizon Band, and which is "Your best is enough." You know, mm -hmm. and that is that as we've got getting older with the dexterity, the hearing, or in some cases, for example, percussion gross motor skills there um again may not be moving as the way it used to be back in the marching day times and so forth but uh and so let's let's close up here with your thoughts about the emotional connection with music you talked mm. about briefly with that with motown and i i'm feeling you on that because uh, <laughs> although you're a little ahead of me. I mean, I grew up with Temptations and and um, Jackson Five, you know, mm -hmm. that, but also a little bit of jazz, a lot of jazz with uh, uh, Duke Ellington and my dad was in jazz. So, yeah, talk a little bit about the that emotional connection because we're going to have on the podcast in the future people that don't play but listen. That mm -hmm. and of course that's just as important as the playing. You know? Sure. Um, what do you think about the emotional aspect of, of the music? Well, um, when I'm playing by myself, practicing at home, I, I've never been one to do a lot of noodling around by myself. Um, my, when I'm practicing at home, my main purpose is to learn some difficult passages and uh, generally just keep in condition. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure there's an uh, emotional attachment there. Yeah. Um, but when you are playing with a group, that changes. Right. Um, and, you know, particularly with uh, New Horizons, I, you know, I get this sense that uh, everybody in, in the group is 
really trying hard to achieve a common goal. Right, right. Any skill level they may have lost over the years is is uh, is accounted for by their uh, their eagerness to do it right. Sure. Um, and, and sort of uh, hold up their end of the bargain in the whole group. And, and I just get this sense that everyone's really working hard to get it right, right. Um, in rehearsal uh, and when we were doing a, a concert. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's, there's just so many abilities that have to come into play when you're, when you're in a group. Um, you're, you're breathing, uh, you're, you're thinking about or listening for tuning. Right. Um, there's social cues like the body language of the sure. director and the body language of the people in your section. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when, when do we start? When do we stop? Right. You know? <laughs> right. Lost count, help me out here. <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, you're you're using math to divide time into different sections. You know, right. I think it just really activates a a, a lot of um, abilities, uh, parts of your brain, you might say. Right. Um, so I'm I don't know. I'm not so sure that's emotional, but yeah, it's definitely you know it's experiential for sure. Absolutely, and yeah, I do think it's emotional, but all of that. And by the way, like you said that's all taking place within milliseconds. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also with the audience, you, you're all, we are all connected when we're doing a performance, including the audience with this co- kind of like ambiance, uh, this dome around all of us feeling whatever is producing uh, through these vibrations, you know, yeah. and it's a wonderful experience. And, um, and it's, it's, I get a blast sitting in front of the lower brass all the time in rehearsals. And <laughs> <laughs> That's because we're the clowns. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said that I didn't, but okay. I, <laughs> yeah. I own up to it, <laughs> Yeah, but we're just having a great time with it. Hey, you know, I want to thank you so much. Um, for taking the time. Uh, we do appreciate you. Uh, this is early in our journey with this podcast and, uh, you stepped up, stepped up right away and said, Hey, yeah, we'd love to do it. And I, I really appreciate that, Neil, you, you taking the time. I was, I'm glad to help out. It's been fun to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope, uh, our listeners will enjoy it and we will, um, Maybe, you know, inspire someone to pick up that trombone or sax or piano or violin or sing. Yeah. And, um, and move forward with it. It's definitely um, something that is uh, uh, beneficial to the health as we go forward. Yes, it is. Yeah. Mental and physical. Absolutely. Good way to, to end this uh, discussion. Well, I want to thank you so much and thank the listeners for uh, uh, downloading and listening to this episode. We do appreciate it. And until next time, play all the right notes. You've been listening to The Podium. If you would like to be a guest on The Podium, email the show at onthepodium2 at gmail.com. 
That's O-N-T-H-E-P-O-D-I-U-M-T-O-O at gmail.com.